Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. future state welcome to another episode of straight out of gotham episode 34 we are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the batman podcast network hosted by batman on film make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading over to batmanpodcastnetwork.com we've got a plethora of shows and we've got some new ones that we've just recently added i'm your co-host from the kingdom of turnpike and turnpikes and rest stops i am senior contributor to batman on film i'm peter Vera, and today we're recording on march 5th 2021 and as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into good stuff, I would like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, you will receive a special prize pack. Um, we will announce the March, uh, the February contest, uh, March 7th, and uh, March is underway, so please enter. Now let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who won Patty's Berries and Bunches 1981 Strawberry Picking Championship with a grand total of 150 pounds. Ladies and gentlemen, a fellow contributor to Batman on film, Eric Holzman. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was four years old. Four years old. It started very young, as you can see. And now all of those feet, that, that's really what gave me the bug. Like that, that one competition gave me the bug to just get into all these weird, weird things that I've done in my life that Pete chronicles every week so beautifully. Uh, so it's just been a lot, a lot of fun. And uh, the strawberries, I love strawberries to this day. So, I mean, what's, I mean, what's Maybe not to like? Communists. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird though. When I lived in Florida, Florida's a big strawberry producer. So when I lived in Florida, they would have a strawberry festival every year. And it's kind of like, you would go, well, they had competitions too. And as an adult, it's a little bit harder, but you know. I find it interesting that they, they're big on strawberries and I would think it would be oranges, no? They are. They are. A lot of people don't know that um, during the, when it's cold, the colder months, that's where we get a lot of our strawberries from in Florida. I had no idea Florida was such a fruity state. <laughs> well, I try, and, I try and educate every once in a while. I try and teach people out there. All the Floridians are going to be like, we know this dick, but that's fine. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to educate everyone else. It's one of the few things I took back from living there that I actually uh, thought was cool because they had the strawberry festival where they'd have like concerts and um, you get to go and they have strawberries and cream and strawberries. And... You are a strawberry connoisseur. It's just so, funny that this is. It was very much, it was very, very, uh, very educational. And as one of the things, like I said, one of the things that from when living in Florida that I do remember well. Um, there's other things, but I can't say that on the show. Have you so, been back uh, to Patty's Berries and Bunches since your championship? I have not. I have not been back. Um, there's two Patties now, hmm, okay. but I won't go into that. There's there's a whole story behind that. I just leave that one alone. Uh, but no, I have not been back. And uh, I believe there's some kind of anniversary coming up. So I might have to go back and, and talk to the kids about strawberries. I'm sure you're in the wall of fame. Oh, I'm definitely in the wall of fame. Like that's, that was a definite, like that's right. please. Right. I'm kidding me. 
that place wouldn't be around if it weren't for me anyway so what else is going on pete how are you i'm me i'm doing great just living the dream yeah so anything anything like you know anything new happened in the past few days you want to tell everyone about i feel like you've been on so many different shows (laughs) i I can't remember where i've been i i'm pretty sure i've been all over batman on film i've been on various shows of that hanging out with bill hanging out with garrett uh, we did a podcast where we talked a little Catwoman. Uh, of course, Zack Snyder's Justice League because, you know, we just can't stop talking about it. And uh, I mean, I have no idea what else. Our show remember. was Monday. I think I, Tuesday or Monday, I released our last podcast, which we recorded the day before. So, I mean, we've we've been this week. We've been <laughs> we've been live twice this week. Have we really? I don't, so, it doesn't, yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah. It's been it's been a busy week, you know, just entertaining the masses with all the capes and tights talk so you know we're trying yeah, to do lot, our best and a lot's happened um we're recording on the day of the wandavision series finale we're not going to talk about it we don't talk about that here but i mean did. well not in this episode but we'll get yes. it next episode i'm sure yes. i'm sure so, it'll be lingering for a few days right of course this episode is for our continuing and our final episode on this is our season finale yes this is our season finale on dc's future state so if you guys have been following us, you know that on the Batman Book Club, we have covered the Batman titles, Dark Detective and The Next Batman. And on our show, the first episode, we covered Harley Quinn, Robin Eternal, Catwoman, and Nightwing. So we are going mm-hmm. to be doing the finales of those today. And we cannot do it, of course, without the head honcho, the main man himself from the Batman Book Club, Mr. Ryan Lauer. Ryan, what's going on, brother? Hey boys, Eric. You know what? It's every every episode. It's great to peel back the the layers of the legend that is Eric Holzman. That he's like so eloquently. It's fan. Yeah, it's fantastic. You're our own Shrek. But also, it's there's so much like explanation just in that intro because I love strawberries. So now it explains why I've always been so drawn to you. And it's and now it's like you're my own little strawberry shortcake. So I, I <laughs> it is true. It. Yes, it is true. In He's our a group. strawberry Shrek cake. <laughs> <laughs> it is true Shrek in our cake. group, though, that if we leave a comment, we always kind of get it first for each other before everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. We, we say some things. <laughs> yeah. We do sometimes. And I know he gets it. And Ryan knows I get it right away. So it's yeah. kind of funny that uh, you say that. It, it yeah, the strawberries been, too. See the strawberries. Love, love them strawberries. Um, but thank you, gentlemen, for participating on my show. Pete, you've been on my show recently. That also dropped. Um, episode forty-five of the Batman Book Club. Both of you boys came on. Uh, we continued this journey of getting Strawberry Shrek Cake to read more comics. And I know that we're probably reaching the end of him reading comics, but it's been it has been a fun journey these past couple months getting our our legendary friend um to to read read those comics so uh, it's uh, i'm most appreciative thanks boys for having me back to straight out of gotham yeah i mean i love i love talking on your show about batman you know that's always a pleasure so to get you on mine to talk comic books it's and then to get eric talking comic books it's like oh that's a it's a double whammy so yeah i'm really pumped i'm really excited to do it and these four books uh they're all number two uh these were some of the future state books that ended on issue two harley quinn robin eternal nightwing and catwoman and you know for the most part i think the gotham city sector 
of Future State was really well done. Um, it seemed to really intertwine a lot of the stories, you know, with the backstories. And I, I was really impressed with how they did that, especially in Robin Returnal, like the, the fate of Stephanie Brown leads into, you know, next Batman number two, I believe it was. So they did. Yeah, which, job. I mean, that'll be a question when we get into that of, as we as we discussed so eloquently also on the batman book club of the next batman um a book that i was not trying to be extremely cruel about Mm -hmm. but um i kind of forgot a lot of what happened in it because it was kind of forgettable and so definitely in robin eternal where it gave that little footnote of adventures continue in the next batman number two and i'm like wait what did it well you got to read the backstory too (laughs) if if you read the backstory i know a lot of people didn't read the backstories oh well then yeah that's definitely not me because i did not read any of those backstories uh some of them were good like i I mentioned earlier i did not like the arkham knights backstories with Mm two-face and all them i I thought that was those were just bad but i enjoyed uh some of that's why i stuck away or stayed away because you advised me not to waste my time well you should have read it this way we're going to talk about how bad it was (laughs) (laughs) that's not my style i don't i don't I don't like really that. have don't you have you that. seen your twitter about uh batman lately <laughs> the series listen i have not flaunted my <laughs> my my negative opinions of one specific comic because i just don't i don't want to draw attention to that but yeah I'm, I'm twitter not, is a space to be negative it's time you embraced it oh yeah that's true but i'm not t- entirely negative because jorge jimenez that guy is uh, an a-lister his art is fantastic Beautiful so work. that's at least Beautiful the saving work. grace of of that run Anyways. all right so let's crack right into it. Harley Quinn, number two. Uh, the book kicks off with uh, basically, you know, Black Mask is still on the run and Harley and the Scarecrow are still doing their best to figure out where he is and what his next move will be. And uh, it kind of opens with this senator. I believe he's a senator. Yes, yeah, Senator Hassan and uh, Black Mask poisons his dinner. <laughs> and so he kills him and then Harley and Scarecrow. Always funny. Yeah, Harley and Scarecrow come in to investigate, and that's where it really gets. That's where where the story is really interesting for me because it's the dynamic of Harley and Scarecrow is really fun because like Harley picks up evidence and Scarecrow's like, "You're tampering with evidence. What are you doing? You're ruining the crime scene." And Harley's just like, "You are just no fun. Like I can't do anything around you. You are a bummer." And uh, you know, Harley's Stephanie Phillips does a really good job, I think, of getting uh, Harley just pitch perfect like she's she's funny she's quirky she's she does her own thing and she's not afraid to speak her mind and i really enjoyed the the opening of this book and just you know trying to figure out okay so how do we there's just the dynamic between these two how do we figure out how do we lure black mask out in the open how do we try to get in contact with them like that 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 was uh, interesting to me ryan eric what do you guys think about this stuff good ryan I think the the issue itself by issue's end, can I just jump to the end? Sure. sure. It's classic Harley. And when mm-hmm. you look at the two issues put together, um, she started the story locked up and she ended her story uh, free. And so in, in that way, it just seems like, oh, that's classic Harley then of she, she was kind of looking out for herself and she needed to get free and she got free because she worked in cahoots with Scarecrow, turned on him. And Black Mask thought that, oh, sweet, Harley, you won't regret this. And she's kind of like, bitch, please. And she got him and then made sure that Scarecrow was done or Jonathan Crane then took the Scarecrow mask and then off she went. And then she's just like, oh, the hell with masks. I don't like. And I just kind of felt like that was almost like a good little bit of like a, a punchline for this story 
and kind of like a last little like aha moment and uh very true to character of of harley quinn i really i really enjoyed those the aspects of how the story unfolded for sure yeah she was manipulative in all the right places and then at the end of course as she normally does she comes out on top which you know like you said it's classic harley um i did like the dynamic between her and, and crane as well as pete mentioned uh it was just kind of funny to see him that way and at the end she kept trying to get him you know put on the mask put on the mask and he was like no i don't want to i'm not that guy anymore and then eventually he winds up getting there and doing it um so no that was that was a really cool dynamic just her completely controlling the entire uh the story from beginning to end and um just how it ended too was very like you said it's it's very appropriate she uh plays both sides of the coin i guess to put it and she wins so it was one of the better um future state books i did like the story from beginning to end so i found it interesting how she played crane like she eventually got him to put on the mask right Mm -hmm. she got him to become scarecrow again but i also thought it was pretty interesting how she left the crime scene with his mask so that the magistrate wouldn't arrest him for being, you know, a criminal in a mask. Yeah. So she played him and then she left him with like, you know, that to think about internally, like, you know, and he even says like, oh man, Harley got me, you know, after, you know, Harley, uh, she did all of this and all yada, 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 and she ruined me. So it was cool how she just kind of like left him there to kind of suffer a little bit. And that just, like you said, plays to like the manipulative way of Harley. And like, she, she had her own agenda. She had a little game. She wanted to play with Crane. And I think she did a good job. And um, just go, jumping back to the beginning, I thought it was really cool how she's like, well, how do we find Black Mask? Well, if all of his hooligans are wearing these masks, where are these masks produced? Yeah. And she's like, when me and the Joker did this, there's only one place in Gotham to go. And it's, it's just cool seeing her as almost, she's like, is she kind of helping him out? Like, what is she doing? And you're waiting for that other, you know, like a pin to drop like what is harley up to like i know she just gave him some advice but how does this benefit her in a way and it it really works out in the end she had to relay a little bit of trust Mm -hmm. give a little to take a lot so she gave a little bit and then was able to uh to just get out of there um and be free but i thought the i guess the only critical aspect of it uh, negative if you will is the switch in art Uh, i don't I don't like that unless there's a distinct reason in which, you know, like a, a flashback, for example, uh, you've switched to different arts, different coloring and stuff because it's a flashback. That makes total sense. That doesn't bother me. But here, I mean, I don't know if it's Simone DeMeo and Tony Infanti. I'm sorry, Pete, you can go ahead and pronounce those names if you want to. I thought his um, name was Simon, but I could be wrong. Go. I, don't know. Um, I have no idea. Jersey pronunciations, but they, it jumped in different styles. And I really like the, the main, like, as we open the book, that look, I think is what we had for all of the issue last month. Mm-hmm. And I like that a lot more than what it jumps to in like, kind of specifically the Jonathan Crane scarecrow scenes. Um, I don't know if that was deliberate or not, but it was no, I thought that was deliberate. Kind of the only like, yes. eh. yeah, it's kind I of don't know. anime kind of drawing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. anime part, which I'm not necessarily a fan of anime, but I know we talked about that last month too. That it really worked for me here. Mm-hmm. The the designs and the coloring and such. I really liked that. So when they when they shifted, it was a little not jarring because that's just kind of being, you know, I'm, that's, I'm that'd be like 
being over dramatic. It wasn't jarring. It was just, oh, this is noticeably different. Eh, where do you say, where, where do you think the book does a change in the artwork? Like where, like what? Definitely you can see. So if you look at like the first, you know, page and then look at Crane in the office, in the office by himself talking to the mask, that's definitely yeah. two different styles. It's a little different. Yeah. I see. Not that. a big deal. Not a big deal. I'm being a nerd. I know. <laughs> Guilty. But no. Hey, no, it's fine. You know, whatever draws you out or takes you out of something, it's important mm-hmm. to mention that. I mean, if they'd have yeah, illustrated that... some strawberries, it would have drawn me right back in. <laughs> I think not. So that just that just didn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Really, I actually didn't even notice it until you pointed it out. That's why I asked you where the shift was. Yeah, I mean, I just <clears throat> I've loved Black Mask, the mask. I've loved it mm-hmm. from the first. So I that part was still a strong highlight for me. I thought it was drawn very well. I thought the coloring was very is very good. Like I'm, when it comes to the quality of the book, I think it's still high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but yeah, there are some parts like it does kind of switch. I, I see with some characters specifically, um, it does, they do look a little different than some of their other counterpoints in the mm-hmm. book. So I didn't realize it's a Lauer just said that, but yeah, I see it now. <laughs> You're welcome. So <laughs> my life was going fine. I'm finally reading comic books and enjoying it, and Lauer ruined it. That's that's, how, that's how life works. That's the Lauer <laughs> standard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite panels. Uh, is there any favorite? Are there any favorite panels between you guys? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to remember. For me, uh, it's actually the first one where Crane puts on the mask. I just, I love yeah, how that looks with the glowing eyes, and it's it looks more like a a gas mask than anything else, and it kind of looks like his mouth is stitched, and he's got like I don't know if they're, if they're teeth teeth or not, but I really like that panel specifically. That was a very uh, that was just very drawing to me. I mean, the last one is classic. Um, very last shot of her in the book, walking with the bat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a classic shot. Um, very I'm with good. Eric on that one, right? Yeah, classic, classic Harley. Yeah, but I also like the. I like a lot of the panels when um, Black Mask is under the influence of the toxin. Mm-hmm. Those panels are very cool too. So mm-hmm. especially the way the writing changes, obviously you notice that he's they to just to tell you that it's in a dream yeah. or he's in that dreamlike state. So yeah, those those panels were very good. I I this is a book, if it didn't have words in it, you could follow and get get it. Like sometimes yeah. I read a comic and I say, Yeah, you the words really flesh it out. But this one I think is visually could carry it. So did either of you have a favorite moment in the book? Oh, every oh, time. The- Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no you, you go, go ahead. ahead. Go. Your show. It's your okay. show. I'm just a guest. Exactly. Guests go first. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Mine would be, would have been when uh, Harley basically just turns on both of them. I just love that. I felt like that was true to character, kind of looking out for herself. Um, which, I mean, it's not that she's like a selfish character because you bring... Uh, you know, you bring one of her allies and you bring Poison Ivy in or something, she would look out for them as well. But here it's like, it's just, there isn't anybody else for her to be concerned with other than herself. And so she does what she needs to. And I really like that. The explanation of when she's explaining to him, you know, like you said, why not go to the source? Like where we find the masks, that part's cool. All of the parts where she's explaining, cause it, she goes in and out of her quippy self and back to explaining what actually is there. And mm-hmm. that part, I do like that part. 
<laughs> for me, it's uh, it's right after she knocks Crane out and steals his mask. <laughs> She's got it on her face. She, it's a really cool panel. And she goes, can you help me find the release for the gas? Or is there a switch? Never mind. I got it. And it just, it just <laughs> yeah. Harley. She's like, I'm trying to drug you here. Can you give me a hand? I'm trying to, I can't figure this out. So I thought that was like, I, I read that and I just started busting out laughing. I was like, man, that's just, that's my girl. That's Isn't there a line where she says what it smells like? And that's at the end. She, yeah. She says it smells like, what is it? Smells like bad seafood in this thing, you know. I never did like masks, and she tosses it away. So that was like, like she's just, she's such a character, and that's why she's, you know, part of the. She's, you know, there's the Trinity, and then there's Harley's number four. Like I don't think we there's any question anymore. You know, for a while it was probably Flash and Green Lantern, but I think Harley has really stepped up over those two characters and mm, in the Mount Rushmore. I, well, I think it's true in the Mount Rushmore of DC Comics. I think she's definitely the fourth head. Yeah. That is, yeah, well, that's a strong statement, I will say. Hard to argue with that, Peter. Yes. Uh, so I guess we're going to go right into Robin Eternal. Sure. You want to do that? Yeah, yeah. This, out, out of the four, this was probably my least favorite. I'd agree. agree. Yeah, and, it, and mostly because of the ending. I thought the ending was really kind of just bland. I liked, I really liked a lot of the story up until the finale. Um, I thought it was really a well-written story about like just Tim Drake overcoming, you know, fear and, you know, uh, past like just skepticism about him being Robin and just overcoming a lot of the things that, you know, would prevent, you know, held him back in, in the past, you know, just coming back from, you know, out of Batman's shadow and you know, that first encounter with Two-Face. I thought that stuff was really good, but the ending really left me on a sour note. And he literally is battling Batman Shadow in this, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. See all the all obviously the effects of the resin um, that he he had that kept him that kept him alive at the mm -hmm. end of the last book. You know now it's impacting him as he goes along in the story, and it's very well done how they cut everything in and they tell you what he's thinking and how they show you um, how they illustrate everything he's seeing and thinking and and trying to overcome while he's still fighting and trying to you know save the um what's it called what's her name again i'm forgetting Dar uh spoiler darcy yes yeah spoiler and darcy both of them um and how you know that's his that's the thing that kind of keeps him pushing forward yeah uh but yeah it's it's i agree with you pete i think the end kind of does kind of leave you like eh, i wish it would have ended differently yeah it's just kind of he just i know he saves darcy but it, I, I don't know just him <laughs> jumping into that into into the drink <laughs> and then his hand popping out like like he's like super shredder right you know <laughs> like it's just kind of like ah oh, this is a this is a bit of a dud but I, like i said i liked a lot of the stuff that happened before that lauer what are your thoughts i like getting us in the uh in the mind of someone who's used basically the lazarus pit Mm -hmm. uh, we we always make many stories not that it's never been done before but many stories we see them coming out of a lazarus pit and they're all like scary like ah you know back from the dead rah, but we don't we don't dip into their mind and so it was kind of cool to see flashes of that and kind of like what the effects on the mind that that's that that has in which in this case we're seeing batman's shadow everywhere and there's definitely seeds of doubt yeah. that he's bat that he's battling to keep mm -hmm. you know to move forward and i i if anything, that's very that just shows a strength of Tim Drake of how smart he is and how uh, uh, what do I say? the willpower 
like he could have a green lantern to make total sense because he's got willpower and he just perseveres through that um I'm curious, like a little bit more specifics. What is it exactly about the end and how, why that feels like a dud? Uh, it, it just, it just feels, it just fall, it just really fell flat for me. Like we know it's, it's, he's just like, oh, they, they took Stephanie away. They took spoiler away. Okay. Uh, oh. This guy's going to taunt me. I'm going to grab Darcy and we're going to jump out a window. Like I was like, there was like, well, why didn't you go chase after Stephanie? What the hell are you waiting for? Like, what yeah. are you doing? That's, that okay. would be like the natural instinct to just, you still, you kidnap my partner. I got to go save her. He just kind of was like, all right, well, they got Stephanie. Uh, me and Darcy are going to get out of here. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it feels a little weird to me. You know, it just, it just does. I think it's made up of good moments. Um, I liked the point of these two issues is like another angle that is, isn't touched on in other future state titles at all. And it, it adds a layer to it. But yeah, like by the end of it, it was it was a feeling to me of like, all right, that happened, exactly, and, and just kind of left it left it there, which is too bad because the idea itself is actually kind of a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of like you said, it just kind of leaves you. He's in he's in wherever, and you see his hand, and I'm like, it's kind of corny. <laughs> it's like hard to believe that nowhere in his utility belt. He has an extra grapnel or batarang on a rope or anything yeah. like that. Like there is no way Batman and Robin don't have an extra one lying around. Like, I- I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's really out of character that he's just totally unprepared for this moment. Yeah. You know? And it, 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 it feels weird to me. Um, going back to what you were talking about with the, re- the, the Lazarus resin, I think, cause he mentions like, try not to think about what it did to Jason. And then later on, we find out that the resin was not meant to use be used on organic material. Right. So it's only been it's only supposed to be used on like I guess artificial intelligence. So this really isn't true Lazarus Pit juice, right? Like it's got to be something else. Otherwise, because like we've seen, I mean, Roz goes in the Lazarus Pit how many times? Yeah. <clears throat> Once, like every forty-five days, right? Like he's staying young constantly for for centuries upon centuries. Jason was dumped in the Lazarus Pit. And then it's like you said, like you come out of the Lazarus pit. Traditionally, there's like a moment of psychosis. Mm-hmm. There's a moment of uncontrol of just not being able to control your emotions and who, what, where, where am I? And you just kind of rage out. That doesn't really happen. So this is this isn't to me like that means that this is almost a man-made re- Lazarus. Like it's not like true Lazarus pit. That that's just kind of where I'm coming from with that. That's one of the most interesting things I found about reading the book. Yeah, it's kind of like a. <clears throat> Oh, like you said, like a concentrated dose or some kind of doctor dose. It's like you get traditional motor oil and then there's synthetic. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good comparison. But yeah, it, you're right. right. It's kind of like that. And um, <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't impact him like we've known the Lazarus pit to impact other people in the past. I mean, it works instantly. He's normal. Oh. He's able to think. Yeah, it's, it does say that the in, there is the panel there. It says it's not um, compatible with human emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, obviously when he's in this state, as we see, he's like super strong and he's able to, to fight all of the, um, yeah. everyone, everyone in the magistrate, he's able to handle everybody. And, uh, and like, you can tell he's kind of losing it at certain points, but then there's always the, there's always the thought of spoiler and Darcy to kind of bring him back to the center. And that's mm-hmm. what he's there for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. The, this is a different kind of, uh, Lazarus 
juice, as you put it. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think uh, definitely there's two things that definitely keep this from being a bad book, and one is that the uh, writer Megan Fitzmartin, she this is definitely Tim Drake. This is Tim Drake. Didn't mm-hmm. stray far from the character of Tim Drake. He has his heroic moments, his concern for others, his wits. Uh, but also the strength is by in the art by Eddie Barros. Because man, that guy has some the hell out wonderful, of yeah, yes. wonderful panels. The uh, the mix, like the the style of coloring on some of those panels too is just it's awesome. It's just great, great images uh that really help strengthen the book, even though we have um I don't want to say we don't have negative thoughts of the book by the end, but just kind of like very middle of the road. Adrian this, Lucas did the colors. Okay. This does help elevate the book for sure to yeah. like borderline good because that art is just phenomenal. I, I, I think it's, I, I, I don't want to say it's a bad story. I, I don't think it's borderline good. I think it is good. I just, the issue is the ending is just, the ending doesn't work for me. And that that's what prevents it to be a very good comic book is, is the finality of the book, but uh, artwork. Cause you're talking about Barrows, like right off the bat, like my, some of my, fa- my favorite stuff here is, you know, when Tim's drenched in resin and he's kind of having flashbacks of him, yeah. and Two- that, that whole one page spread of him, two face and him punching two face with the yep. Batman shadow behind. That's my favorite panel in the book. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely glorious. And, barrows and lucas just work really well together in creating that like it's almost like a batman 66 vibe you know what i'm saying like it kind of like in just terms of like color it, it really just stands out and it, it's just so vibrant two faces half of two, the half of two faces face stands out the background's kind of got that purplish bob ross brushstroke effect going on and when he's punching two face in the gut like the 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 the, the um, those strokes kind of go in whereas uh, above two faces shoulders they go out so it, it's kind of got like that in and out type thing and feel and i'm just i'm really impressed with everything on that page it's that's my favorite page in the book i think there was a secret little credit said inspired by bob ross um i may be wrong could be um, I, that's could my be. second okay. bob ross bob ross <laughs> reference in a comic book this week happy little trees <laughs> oh yeah this is some happy little lazarus resin We're just gonna tap 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 <laughs> Oh, Bob Ross, man. There we go. He's a legend. He is. I used to watch. I remember when I would come home from school and I'd be flipping through the channels trying to get to what I wanted to watch. He'd always be on like PBS. And I'd see that big afro. And then you sit and watch for a little while because just his voice is so common. You're like, we're going to really use some indigo blue here. It makes it <laughs> he always makes you think, you know what? Way. Damn it. I can paint a forest. Now. Exactly. He did this so fast. You were kind of like, how? I could do that. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I could not. I could not yeah. paint a forest. Yeah, but anyway. I agree. I, Pete, I agree with you. I think all of the stuff regarding his flashbacks and and or the the kind of the psychosis moments, psychotic moments, yeah. or psychosis moments that that's in here, whether it's Two Face or whether he sees Nightwing and Damien or you yeah, know, it's all great. It's all yep, wonderful. All of that stuff that was all done so well, and it's so that to me is the important part of the, this story. Um, the Batman in his head and just how it's shown here it's it was very very well done and it, that pulls you in like we said when we talk about the next batman we said we didn't really have that moment that something pulls you that to me this was the part that just pulls you in mm-hmm. um and connects you to, to it's to. that raw emotion you know like uh, uh fitz martin really just really drew a, an emotional story in that part of the book it was it was very emotional driven 
And it's just about, you know, perseverance and pushing through and I've got to do this. I've got to protect these people. And, th- and that's why it's like, again, the ending of the book falls so flat because just take Stephanie and that's it. We're done. <laughs> you, just, you just spent the whole book <laughs> trying to protect her and then she's gone and you just, it's, it's a huge drop ball in my opinion. So what happened then, Pete, since you did read those backups, do you remember what happened? Uh, Ste- Stephanie? Well, Stephanie eventually gets into prison. Uh, she gets locked up, which means uh, that she eventually leads to freeing Barbara Gordon, who is, you know, ha- attached like she's in the Matrix. Uh, oh and she's to, yeah. So like, well, th- and that's one of the good things about this book is that this book really does lean into what happens into a side story in the next Batman. And it, it actually improves on those stories, in my opinion. And the bat, the Gotham City aspect of Future State really did a good job of intertwining because, you know, when we get into Nightwing, again like it'll it'll connect even more and i found that even more interesting so it's all connected literally it's, it's all connected. this time it, it is it is all connected the future state but <laughs> uh, pete since you went ahead and you stole um my favorite uh panel of the resin well, you probably off. did that to me last right. time <laughs> i think i did every time i always steal. Let's say we're even oh he's got a little sass to him um sorry about that pete but i'll say that i loved the part where he took on where tim took on the like the army yeah that was good the the soldiers because he basically said of like stephanie's you know looking thinking that something along the lines of like basically yeah usually i would be outnumbered but not today satan Mm -hmm. and he takes them all on (laughs) himself and just beats their ass and like that's that's perfectly illustrated and that's that's self-awareness from Tim and realizing the effects of the resin on him and how he, mm-hmm. he knows like I can do, I need to take advantage of my strength while I still have it. I'm going to yeah. take them all on and, uh, and stop just short of them stealing Stephanie and, and taking off. And then yeah. I'll be back to my weak self. But for the moment, I thought it was cool. No, I'm with you. I, I enjoyed that moment. It, it was cool. Even like, even the peacekeeper was like, Ooh, unarmed. You took down an entire team of operatives. Impressive. And it's like, uh, dude, you're next. <laughs> yeah, the one, one punch, right? He floors him with one punch. Yeah, even though, and it's funny because like in his, he's he's infected by the resin, so he thinks it's Batman kind of taunting him, but he's able to see through it, break through that moment, and uh, do what is right. And that's you know that is the essence of Tim Drake, in my eyes. Yeah. So Pete, like you said, it, it's not. It's a good story. It is. It's a good story. It's it's a good. It's a, one of the good stories mm-hmm. in, in Future State. But yeah, I, I'm with you on the ending. It's kind of just... And it stinks because like the ending sticks with you and it is a good story up until that point. But like it's, you know, if, the end, if an ending of a movie is bad and you know, like you walk mm-hmm. out of the theater and it kind of it kind of warps your perception on the movie as a whole because it's it's the last thing you see. Like I really enjoy Predator, uh, The Predator. Like I thought that movie was decent until the very end. And I'm like, man, that movie sucked. <laughs> you know, it's, That's a good it's, point. It stinks. Cause up until that moment, you're like, Oh, this is a decent predator movie, you know? And uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like that in my opinion. Yep. You're right. It's, it does. It leaves you with that sour taste, right? It's exactly. So good. And then, you know, it ends that way. So imagine having like an amazing steak dinner. Then for dessert, you eat like sour key lime pie. It's like, Oh my God. <laughs> You forget about that just glorious, just red ribeye that you just scarf down. It's just my opinion. You might have to speak in do language for for Lauer. That oh, you might not like, understand. I don't, 
uh, why you don't eat ribeye? <laughs> like, what's wrong with just you? just imagine that you are just downing some delicious uh, Mountain Dew regular in Batman Forever glasses, and then someone sneaks at the very end there um, a, a Mountain Dew glass or a, a Batman Forever glass, and it's got like Mountain Dew Zero, and you take a gulp of that, and they're just like, ah, oh, hell, like this is not <laughs> what no I no sugar up for. in this. Yeah, this is sugar free. Piss <laughs> off. And then you're so kind of like you've well, been burnt that you don't want to go back to your regular regular dew to recover. You just kind of want to be, you know what? I'm done with dew for the night. Now. Do you still so. eat Dunkaroos? I haven't had any Dunkaroos in um, a long time, but long time does not mean since I've been a kid. Like I've definitely been an adult and had a Dunkaroo. Um, but yeah. What about fun dip? Are you, are you a fan of the fun dip? My Mira <laughs> loves fun dip. Uh, she is the perfect woman yeah she's the perfect woman for me because she loves that fun dip um i used to have more of that too i used to have more candy as an adult and then i got into my 30s and just kept it to do and gummy worms <laughs> paul herman would appreciate that yes he would all right boys uh on to the next one let's go nightwing we fair with that nightwing sure okay uh nightwing starring the next batman and in my opinion this was the greatest appearance of the next Batman. Does, anybody, does anyone else disagree with me here? I do not disagree at all. I wrote it down as a note of I give a shit about the next Batman and these two Nightwing issues than all four of his own freaking series. Yep. And it's it's mostly because he's just Batman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I agree with you. Yeah, he was great. And he was really good in this in this story. Um but go ahead, Lauer, speak on it. I was going to say, um, and I think that was something that I mentioned with our one of the episodes for my show that you guys were on. And I'd said, you know, of course, sometimes we can read some Batman stories where it just is the cape and cowl the entire issue. And we aren't dipping into Bruce Wayne. This is strictly Batman. Batman shows up to take down mm -hmm. a criminal and that's the story. And it's really effective and it works. So it's not the sense of I need to know more about the man behind the mask because it is the mask itself that sometimes just works for me, but there's something not connecting there um, in the next Batman series. Uh, and yet here, I don't know what, I don't know what the the secret code was that the that uh, the writer had of. I just yeah, this is Batman. It's just purely simply yeah. Batman. And you could have said no, it's Bruce Wayne behind the mask. And I'm like, okay, like yeah, but it was. Badass. There's only there's only one line where it's where Dick's kind of like, well, you're not. It, Dick's not like you're not. He's like, I, well, we know he's not Batman, right? But in the in terms of the story, he acts as Batman. So it's I can't tell the difference actually. Like this could like you said, this could very well have been Bruce Wayne in the story, you know, and it's. I really enjoyed one the point where him and Dick teamed up. Like I thought that was really great. One indicator for sure, and maybe this is what won me over a little bit too, is he definitely let Dick lead. Like, uh -huh. this is your show. I'm your sidekick. He didn't say those words, but it just kind of seemed like that of like, I'm here to follow your lead. Yeah. And that 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 won me over a little bit too, not only because this is a Nightwing book, but you know, this is a newcomer to uh to the the suit you know um I, I i don't respond well as i'm sure many don't of like don't just jump in here like you run this shit N know your place no matter yeah. who it is you gotta so, earn your keep yeah and I, I think that just that probably that helps win me over some too 
I really enjoyed when he was just like when uh, when Tim, um, not Tim Drake, but uh, Tim Fox goes. But from what I understand, Batman decides who needs help in Gotham. And right now that's you. And yep. it's, you know, he's just like, look, he's like, I'm just, I'm here to help. I know you need help. I'm not letting you do this alone. I'm not Batman, but you know what? Like you're all I got right now. So let's, let's do this together. And Dick just kind of takes a breath and he goes dynamic. Do it is then like, you know, it was kind of, it was cool. It, 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 there's always something about seeing Batman and Nightwing together. And, you know, even though this isn't Bruce, he does a really great job of just acting as Batman. And it's, it's so funny how he, he can be so good in this one story and so Batman, like, and it, it really hits on all the notes, but like, I'm like, man, like, I don't know what it was about the next Batman. Was it just, did I not really care about the Fox family in general? Because there were certain aspects where like when Tim is doing Batman stuff, I'm like really invested with the Bane Litos, with the two murderers, when he was handling that stuff, I was really invested and I really dug that. But like, once they delved into the backstory of that character, you know, uh, John Ridley lost me there. So I think maybe that's, as you'd mentioned on the, on the other show, when we talked about that, of it felt the book, the next Batman kind of felt restrained. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's almost like we've got to make sure that we plant all of these seeds so that you can follow this new digital series as soon as we launch it. And you'll be invested and we'll explain more. And here it just seemed like, all right, nuts and bolts. What is the Batman character? Okay, that's what we need in these in these pages. And by just keeping it simple and keeping it to, you know, the characteristics of Batman, the hero, mm -hmm. that, that's all we need for this. In which I think that that's what they that's what they brought. And and we didn't really, but somebody else behind the count, we don't need any more than that, especially in a book that's not his book. He's showing up as a side character. I think right. Andrew Constant, he did, like, he just did a really good job of we're focusing on Dick. One of the supporting characters is this Batman, and it's Batman. So, I, well done. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree with you. Am I, I gushing enough here? Because I, I also don't think that there's a ton of, I don't know, I was going to say, I don't know that even there's like a ton of action in this book either. But yet there is there is some uh, there's there's a there's a there's a fight where the magistrate invades Arkham Asylum to kind of flush Dick out. Yeah. Right. And then that's quickly quickly they're quickly taken care right. of. And Peacekeeper 06, I believe that's who it is. Is that the number? I was yeah. guys. She yeah. basically bombs the hell out of Arkham, mm -hmm. brings it down, and then the resistance shows up and there's a quick fight there. And then, you know, Dick Dick escapes in his um, nightwing mobile so it's not they're they're quick action panels but it's not action heavy and they kept that end fight small which i kind of mm -hmm. like too and i think that that was a great reveal too of like of course he is the uh nightwing is just is the the apprentice of batman he's trained him well because he yes. had a plan all along and that like hey you just exposed all of your secrets i got them all recorded on on these little uh drones uh, you're going to be exposed. I really do that reveal, especially since he used the EMP yep. earlier mm -hmm. to break down all her tech, all of Peacekeeper's technology. So therefore, she couldn't use her state TV. She couldn't use her her um, uh, cybers and stuff. But all his technology was still out there, just hidden and recording. And while it's not as you know uh, expensive and <laughs> as uh, as cool looking as hers, it was still able to work. And I really dug that. And it was, it's just cool. Like he's always got like, you know, the ACE and the up his sleeve. And I, I appreciate that. And it was, 
that's probably like one of my favorite uh, parts is just where he's like, he's like, well, guess what? You did it to yourself. I don't need to take you down. You just yeah. did it. So I, I appreciated that part of the story. You're a damn idiot. Mm-hmm. Wait, was that in there? I thought that's what he said. I think she's the, of all the peacekeepers we've seen, she's the coolest. Um, at least I can say that about it. And of course, uh, <clears throat> the ending or the last panel where they're, they're arm in arm and walking away. Mm-hmm. That was awesome too. Like there's, well, yeah, it's great that he got accepted. You know, it's like it's kind of like that. This next Batman, what is he's accepted? Like they haven't. They, this group of vigilantes could have easily have been like, no, who are you? You can't do this. We don't know who you are. But you know, kind of like uh, you know the Batgirl from No Man's Land. You know, you you've shown yourself. You've proven yourself to to wear that symbol. And I think you know, just Dick, you know, putting his arm over his shoulder signifies that. I think it's a great point, Eric. I, I yeah i really did enjoy um i enjoyed the whole story actually it's it's yeah one of the better ones um and like you said with <clears throat> bringing in the resistance and having everyone there just a very very cool cool story it, it felt like um it felt like a movie like this one mm-hmm. felt like it could have been a very very well done movie so but and the, that that state tv reporter was a real booger wasn't he <laughs> yeah he kind of reminds me of the the guy from die hard what's his name you know what i'm saying oh, i don't remember his, yeah i know who you're talking about i don't remember his name isn't it the same guy who plays walter peck in ghostbusters yeah this man that has no dick anyway yeah <laughs> so eric like would you say the 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 arm and arms end panel into the sunlight is your favorite panel of the book yeah that would, that would be my favorite panel i also like the one earlier where you see just a shot of um, Peacekeeper, what is it, 606? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, it's just like a really cool shot of her face and kind of like a, it looks like on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really, like I said, I think she's the coolest one. So for me, I was kind of like, oh, wow, you really see like how just stern she is and just how the way she looks and how badass she is. It's a really cool shot. Laura, what, what about you? What was your favorite panel? Dynamic duo it is. Okay, cool. I that like them next one. to but look at like the difference in height between these two is is not very much compared to that dark detective issue where Bruce and this yeah. Batman, uh, so th- th- Tim Dick is overpowering. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tim looks like he's seven five, and Bruce looks like he's a measly six two. Dick has grown. We have an mm. enlarged Dick here in uh, the future state. Can we please edit that out? Um, <laughs> what? Uh, for me, my, oh my, my, goodness, favorite, my favorite panel is uh, it's watching Nightwing play with his skirmish sticks and he's kind of holding it mm-hmm. hot and the electricity's flowing through. And I really dug that. I mean, that's that, re- I mean, that's one that of reminds things. me of the Arkham Knight game when you can switch characters and you can be Nightwing and you hear he's got those. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was saying. I, I could hear that. You, you totally read my mind. I could hear that in Nicole Scott's art. And I just, this is a, this is a really cool uh, just rendition of Nightwing. And man, like his abs are just. <laughs> holy cow you know there's a lot of attention on dick grayson's rear end but pete's like nah show me the abs well i mean nicola scott is not one to shy away from dick grayson's uh rear end so that's right she's already given us that um yeah we got that in the first book got some, got <laughs> yeah thick dick you know oh, god you've gone too far what it has uh, not god. it's perfect i'm not hearing it i'm sorry i'm not hearing it I, you know, for, for the most, I actually did dig the, uh, the entrance of the resistance. I thought that was cool. Right. Yeah. Um, I know I've been kind of critical of the Arkham Knights side story, 
but uh you know aside from that it was cool seeing them i liked how uh they also named all the characters in that panel uh, i like how barbara is now going by oracle in a batgirl costume i thought that was very yeah. clever and creative uh cassandra has been kind of morphed into a orphan batgirl hybrid huntress was there talia was there batwoman was there man bat was there robin was there so i don't know where this takes place as i've said before like the timeline of future state is so iffy because i'm like well if i just read robin falling into the drink and then he's sitting on top of, of a magistrate tank like <laughs> yeah did he is he was this before or after i don't know um and it's like well where's stephanie did they spring her it's like is this before they rescued barbara gordon from from prison like i i'm I'm curious as to the timeline of that. And I try not to put too much emphasis on that because I do want to enjoy these stories for what they are. Well, and they also gave, I mean, I'm a fan of, give me Barbara Gordon dressed up in like the Batgirl costume, kicking ass, awesome. But she even got the totally badass 80s catchphrase, pretty please with concussions on top. Yeah. Bam. Not a big fan of the purple, but uh, I, I I like the outfit. I dig it. Yeah. She's got a chin strap too. Why do all these characters in Future State have chin straps? keep the keep the chin up i guess i guess i don't know but i i thought this was one of the uh the better ones this is probably of these four this was probably my second favorite book your second favorite of these four this Mm -hmm. is my favorite okay you eric what do you have to say about this one no i would i'd agree with you it's it's probably my second favorite of these Mm -hmm. four um yeah which leads us (laughs) leads us to the shazam oh you yeah uh, let me get him a muzzle (laughs) i need you to have a chin strap to keep your mouth shut (laughs) we lost wow we lost lauer his his mic is (laughs) technical difficulties (laughs) lauer has been escorted off the podcast premises so here we are uh the final issue of the gotham future states uh issue number two catwoman um eric why don't you take it away tell me your thoughts so uh it obviously picks up where it left off in the first book <clears throat> there with the lat and of course as we know with at the end of that one we saw who was on the train it was bruce wayne so now we're bringing forward and i really enjoyed um i really enjoyed all the characters there's a lot of character moments in this one and i really yeah. enjoyed i really enjoyed all of those like we see chester cat um in in, in his element you there's a selena's kind of caught in this one car that has Mm -hmm. gas in it and she has to get out of it like there's a lot of really strong just characters being with themselves moments in here and um the story to me of like i said this this obviously is my favorite of the story of the future state books that we've we're covering here i agree and the story is just phenomenal and um yeah, I don't want to say too much because I mean I don't know if people read it or not. I don't want to go too far in. I think they've got to. We're we're already into like the first week of March publications. I think uh, I think people have picked up this. this th- th- these books came out a while ago, so go for it. All right. So so yeah, all of the uh, the moments with Talia and Bruce and and just mm-hmm. obviously when he and Cat- Catwoman get together later and and their yeah. romance and like it's such a very so well written and the story just has the peak and then it has the you know has the the plateau and then it goes down and you you get a nice little rolled out ending um yeah i really really enjoyed this book yeah i mean this is i mean this story might be my favorite of future state nightwing close but i think issue two of catwoman is much better than issue two of nightwing um and it's like Cheshire Cat, like, oh my God. Like, I never thought I would like that character so much. She's just this interesting side character who's just 
almost like Catwoman herself. And then I thought that Catwoman was on this train to spring Bruce Wayne. And it turns out she wasn't. She was just as surprised as the rest right. of us to find out Bruce was on the train. So I was wrong about that. And it was, it was a beautiful moment where like, you know, Catwoman's almost at the end of her rope and you think she's going to meet her demise. And so she just says, Batman lives. And then boom, who's behind, uh, you know, the, uh, the commandant or whatever the guys, whoever that guy is, is Bruce Wayne. So that was fat, fantastic. And then, you know, Bruce basically saying, look, I can't go with you. I love you, but I've got, you know, we've got, in order for you guys to be safe, I need to go in the opposite direction. So they're not looking for you. You know, they're going to be looking for me. I'm the main target here. Um, and it, it, I believe this takes place after Dark Detective because you can hear Bruce talking to Talia about like, oh man, I survived even that, that guy stitching me up, you know? The butcher, I believe he called it. So I believe that this takes place after Bruce's like supposed demise in Dark Detective. I didn't take it that way. You didn't think so? No, I thought it was before. Because even in the beginning of Dark Detective, it talks about how he had to get past. Remember, I think we, in the story, we even mentioned that it had similar beats to what we saw in Batman Mm -hmm. 89. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think this actually takes place before... um, before dark detective okay i am with pete okay uh before the reasons of they they said at the very of the beginning of many years in the future but then also when he did make that comment of he survived being shot um i just figured in trying to place this of, of in the rubble from the big explosion at the end of dark detective they probably found bruce wayne's body and that's and like they put him on on this train to transfer him to wherever and Catwoman found out about this as we saw in one of those dark detective panels she was on her balcony with the kitty meow meow (laughs) and she probably like I don't that's just where my brain to connect it if I wanted to try and connect what I was thinking that's where my my line of thinking went in Mm. no way Eric am I saying that you are wrong no I mean you guys are probably right okay you're wrong (laughs) but that's just how I when I read it that's where my mind went like I went immediately there so because like he says i can't go with you and so in my head i'm like right now this is where he's gonna go off and do what he his dark detective he takes up you know and does that so that's why my brain went there but your your theory is just as plausible it's very much now pete i have a question for you you had never heard of onomatopoeia before issue number one so what did you think of him in this issue I, I think he's a really cool character. I gotta I gotta find some more stories where this character takes place, uh, or you know, and uh, read up on those because I was really interested. I thought he was very interesting and every. Did he, did he make you laugh? I a laughed. Times, I like that. He's slap, very literal. Slap. Very slap. literal. And then yeah. she's like, "Don't you slap me again, mother yeah. and, and then when they both fall back from like the little explosion, and he's like, "Slam!" You know, those are the kind of things. Yes. When I've dealt with him before in stories, he is more so of the villain. Mm-hmm. So you don't have these kind of like somewhat funny moments. And I think in this one, it was kind of funny when he did speak and he was an ally here. Um, so I wondered with you having no experience with him. What, what no, I loved him. He was him and him and Cheshire. How do you say, is it Cheshire? Cheshire. Cheshire. Cheshire yes. Cheshire I thought she was a fan. I thought the two of them were really standouts in the story characters that uh, I believe Cheshire is a, is a new character and Anamatopia obviously is not, but um, I thought they were really standouts of the book. And I appreciated mm-hmm. their their inclusion in the story. Um, I thought Round B really just aced it, just story wise. Um, what are some of your 
what is your favorite what are your favorite moments in the book uh eric definitely when um bruce and catwoman get together mm-hmm. uh you know it left that it left you that way from the it left that way from the first book so you were kind of like that was the moment i'm like all right when are they going to get together and then when they did i was just it was just really cool it's a really cool touching moment in a in a book that's very um violent <laughs> yeah it's, have, it's, it, you know? it is it is gruesome yeah you have that moment between them those two and it was very 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 nice and sweet so what about you dirty mouth dirty mouth uh well just i first off i agree with eric i, I love that part because sorry vicky vale sorry julie madison sorry talia al Ghul. it's it's bruce and selena like for me always that's kind of like that's who he ends up with uh so i liked that i liked the the Catwoman saying you know batman lives moment and then i did like the very end of basically of batman left that hugo strange wannabe uh tied up outside the train with batman lives written on the train also uh, those are like moments for me that really stood out that i liked for me it was it's this moment where uh selena is kind of unconscious and she's reflecting and she's she's at like Bruce Wayne's funeral and she's kind of telling him like, look, I tried, mm, I tried good, to yeah. be like you. I try. And that just really hit me. And it's, she's really like, I don't know if she thinks that this is it. This is her final moment, but you know, for her to have that kind of like vision when she thinks she's going out, was very impactful. And uh, I, I really dug that. that. I mean, Otto Schmidt nailed it. I mean, I just seeing her with the black veil with the, the little kitty ears on top was really good. And seeing her just, you know, crying, on her knees and just just the emotion it just she looks very depressed and sad and grieving and that's that's my favorite moment of the book actually Mm. okay Mm -hmm. yeah what about panel pete oh my favorite panel has to be it is when oh here i'm trying to find it in the book it's when batman it's when bruce and talia are like making their way through the train Right. But like Bruce, like tackles these two guys, but then like the way Otto Schmidt drew shadows makes Bruce look like he's wearing a cowl. I thought that was really creative. I was like, Oh, okay. That's nice. I dig it. And then, you know, he's not, he's just kind of wearing like this cloth thing that hangs from his neck. So it was really interesting how it made him almost look somewhat like Batman with a flowing Cape and some cowl ears. What about you, Laura? I have my favorite panel was still the very last one. The, uh, Hugo Strange wannabe just tied up mm-hmm. out there with Batman lives because it's just such a it's and such a Batman logo. It's reminiscent a little bit of the Dark Knight when he leaves Lau for Gordon mm-hmm. uh, tied up outside GCPD and stuff like that. Like that's just kind of what I thought of. I have no idea if that's what they were trying to hint at or anything like that. It's just that's what it made me think of, and it's just kind of like yeah, that's such a Batman thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I I liked it. Yeah, mine is another Batman lives moment when she <gasps> says it. And you see the p- picture of him holding whatever that is, piece of wood behind the uh, the Hugo Strange looking character, and he's about to hit him. That's a really, really, really cool. Yeah, no, I dig that panel. I like that. So I was like, oh wow, that'd be a moment that everyone would be cheering, like, ah, you know, clap it. <laughs> so, yeah! <laughs> so yeah, so that that is my favorite panel in the book. I mean, there's a lot of them in this one though. Like the one when he, um after that where they're all just kind of standing there overlooking all the work yeah, they just did. That's a great one too. I mean and I love the way they used uh, who's the colorist on this book? Like the, all like the red. Like when they're on the train, it, it almost seems like there's like you know, a siren constantly going off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, let's yeah. see, colorists. Is they uh, do they not list the colorists in the book? So I, I have a I have a question about this of the way that Bruce is drawn in here. Are we supposed to infer he's the savior, kind of like a Christ character in the book? Did Zack Snyder write it? <laughs> if it was Snyder, it would be Superman. <laughs> It'd be very blunt. We wouldn't even have to question if we knew. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't put that together. I didn't get. Uh, I just I figured but... he's just been in a tank, growing hair, in like comatose. <laughs> Oh, I know, right. I know why he looks that way. I'm just saying, do you think, I mean, they didn't have to draw him that way. They could have done whatever, um, but they, this is what they chose. And he's not, we're, obviously he's not wearing his suit. He just has that poncho looking thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, like, again, it was just I think something... you've been watching the Justice League trailers too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just. Again, I didn't piece that together, no. Like when Laura and I discussed on the Arkham Asylum book, we got into the religious imagery there. So it just, you know, when I read it, I just, just something that I noticed. And anytime you see something that kind of looks Jesus-like to me, I think, I think there's always could be something. all those years of catechism. Yes, I was it is all years of Catholic school. It is. Eric's on a, a journey of redemption because he knows where he's headed right now, his trajectory. So he's just starting to Jesus. definitely. Uh... <laughs> Well, yeah, I was spoiling, I was spoiling WandaVision earlier today, so I guess I'm on a road to redemption now. I have to... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Only hey, I, I applaud. Apologies. I applaud your pursuit uh, to the Holy yeah. Land, so good for you. I want you to go to heaven. <laughs> the Holy Land of Snyderville. <laughs> All right, so my question, I have another question. Where do we go from here? Like now... We go back to regular continuity. <laughs> everything is just regular the i know some of them are supposed to continue right like uh red hood is having a book in the future state where he is a uh magistrate i, I believe bounty hunter okay so um and then obviously tim fox is continuing his his adventures of the next batman um i don't know how many other titles are going forward with that though okay if you read batman 106 which uh is the most recent batman issue uh, post future state it definitely hints as if now we are going back to pre-future state and we're going to go on the road to how do we get to future state which mm -hmm. you didn't ask me my opinion but i'll give it to you i'm not interested i i'm just not interested we just we just did this two this two-month experiment yeah why are we going uh, which back? Was, yeah why do we like we don't need to see i'm not interested in how we got there we went through it uh mostly positive experiences with the comics but i'm glad that it was uh, you know condensed condensed into these two months yeah uh i don't need to go on these constant journeys and now it, it just that definitely seemed pete i don't know if you've gotten to read that issue yet i did i enjoyed it i actually enjoyed batman 106 did it did it feel like to you like that's that might be accurate that they're gonna no it did because you you kind of state? you kind of were introduced to whoever that character is i forgot his name who is yeah. uh the create basically the founder of the magistrate and all that stuff mm -hmm. so it definitely seems that way. And they're, you know, obviously Mayor Nakano's having his issues dealing with the vigilante problem in Gotham. And that was a big part of his introduction of the character when uh, Peter Tomasi was writing it in Detective Comics, which ended in 1033, I believe, his run. So that's when that character, was, I say around 1030 to 1034 is when that character was introduced. So I, yeah, it, it seems like we'll get, we'll get hints of it, but um, I don't, I don't know. I, it would seem a little interesting if the I, I feel like it's got to be a few years before we get to the future state stuff again. In just my opinion, I just 
I want to get back to like regular Batman books, regular continuity. Yeah. And I know um, Infinite, Infinite Frontier started this week, right? So have you guys yes. read? I did read even Infinite Frontier yes. uh, Zero was a nice little introduction to what we're going to do, how basically everything now blends together. And uh, Wonder Woman is now a super being overseeing everything. And hmm. Palta is now Wonder Woman and Nubia is the queen of the Amazons. Um, Barry Allen is now a like mega flash or what I, I forget what it, what it's called actually but wally west will be the new flash um surely and, to make flash fans happy that wally is not a murderer anymore yeah it's it seems weird that we had to go through all those uh stories of wally killing people in order to get him back to being main flash but yeah uh i i i was i was pleased with it it wasn't it wasn't amazing it wasn't great They're, they have to explain a lot and there was a lot that that book had to do but uh you know it was quite a bit uh quite a bit of a big piece to chew but I'm excited for Frontier and I'm Infinite Frontier and I, I can't wait to see what happens with it. I, I, I'm I'm pleased so far. I was lukewarm on it. Uh, I did enjoy the Batman elements of Infinite Frontier because it definitely served as a as a pre, as a prequel to Batman 106. Oh it yeah, showed, definitely. It, it teased what the Joker's up to, which I know that the the Joker series launches um, here really soon and next week i believe right? and we but it we it teased last year in joker war that joker had big plans with bane um and that was going to continue this year and then we're starting to see those plans uh play out uh it's a really cool i don't want to say anything in case somebody hasn't read it because it's pretty big um but it definitely start it it lays the groundwork for where they're going so yeah i just I mean, I'm just happy to see Bruce back under the cowl and I'm excited. I mean, Tom Taylor is going to take over Nightwing and that's really exciting for me. And uh, Joshua Williamson did a backup story in Batman 106 with Robin and he'll do another one in uh, Detective 1034. And I liked that. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I I didn't like what they did with Robin's costume. I thought Damien's costume was horrible, but um, Mm -hmm. I'm willing to give the story a shot. I like Williamson's stuff. His flash run I thought was really great. Um, and so I'm excited for that Robin miniseries and, you know, uh, uh, we overlooked, we got some explanation on Shazadam in infinite frontier. <laughs> that was a big thing. I remember it was a big thing. Uh, Justin and I believe one of the writers from bleeding cool got into a little argument on my, on my Twitter feed about it, but uh, yeah, when it's, I mean, the answer, I'll just say that it's just what people were calling him and it got blown. Like this is it. Like it was just what a civilian say we were calling him Shazadam. Maybe he ends up becoming that in his title or something. I don't know. It's just saying that's just what the civilians are calling him. Yeah. Uh, Shazadam. It was interesting. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why the civilians would call him Shazadam to begin with. Like, do they know? I don't know. I guess they know his name is Black Adam. I'm not sure. Um, that's actually one of the few things I liked about the DCEU movies is that like, people didn't know what the heroes were called like no one calls wonder woman wonder woman i kind of I, I know it bothers the hell out of rick shoe but i actually kind of dig it but he's never read a comic so he doesn't know uh well i believe just the killing joke oh yeah which we have no proof of so yeah that's true <laughs> so i'm obviously i told you guys i'm gonna read the joker solo series coming up oh um, we got it right <laughs> What? I've, You're going to write reviews for it too? I Boom, told, Pete, I you, told you guys this already. No, You're writing reviews for writing BOF? Reviews. No. I oh, come on. Do it for BOF. Bill. Heard it here first. He's writing reviews not. on Joker for BOF. Yeah, Boom. Baby. 
We got him. This is a victory dance for us, Pete. I'm, I'm going to text Bill right now. I don't Do know it. what they're talking about because I never <laughs> said that. But I am going to read it. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but I will, I'll check out what's it called? Um, what's the one we just Shazadam? Yeah, I'll check out Shazadam. Let me put the frontier. I'll check it out. I will, um, I'll, I'll read it and see what I think. Uh, see if it's something I'm going to stick with. We'll say it'd be a good testing ground for you on if this anything that they introduce as they catch you up of where the heroes are. If, if nothing grabs you, it's like, okay, well, now you know. Right. <laughs> you're you're not dipping into the comic book world again. <laughs> I uh you know, I think Eric is uh, I think Eric's gonna become one of us. I one of us. I... One of us. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh I'm not planning on it, but I, I mean I like if it's a good story, I'll read it. So mm-hmm. it's not something that, you know, I close my mind to and say, no, I'm not going to do it just because you guys are bothering me. I'm not that type of person. <laughs> bothering <I> will... <laughs> you? What? <laughs> bothering, bothering. <laughs> I, will, I will, if a story is good, if you guys tell me a story is good and I read it, like, for example, Batman Catwoman, Pete's like, Eric, it's really good. You have to read it. So I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying it. So, you know, if, if and, and, and I always, I, doing I, it. I, I trust your judgment. I trust your guys' judgment on most things. Um, Except Spider-Man with, Spider-Man with Spider-Man with Pete, I don't trust Pete's judgment. On oh, I'm only God, that <laughs> But yeah, no, I'll, but no, seriously. I, if there's a good story and you guys talk about it, and I'm like, oh, that's something I would be into reading, um, I'll pick it up and give it a shot. So, really sure. quickly, guys, before we end this episode, um, did everyone here see episode? Oh, Lauer, you said you didn't see episode two of Superman and Lois yet, right? That's correct. Oh damn! So we can. I can take my headphones off, and then you just no, no, give no. Me a signal when. No, it's fine. I was just gonna, I was gonna throw a little something. I enjoyed in there. it. I thought it was good. Yeah, like I think, exactly. I, I, I think, <laughs> I think you'll be pleased with it. Yeah, definitely. I, I think you'll definitely like it. It's, it's just another stellar entry. Um, the first one was good, and it kind of builds on that. And this one, I remember, I don't know if you guys watched the SOG tonight we did. I said there wasn't enough about Lois. Well, this one, there's plenty about Lois. This is this is the so, Lois show, yeah, bro. It's pretty much her show. So it's very, very good. Um, and I'm just happy that we have a Superman, something to talk to Superman going well, forward. Dude, March 18th, Zack oh. Snyder's Justice League is yeah. coming. You see my excitement. <laughs> Hey, I'm sure that there are a lot of signs of his holiness spread out throughout those four hours. So you'll get like, your fill. Like I said on uh, Twitter last night, or I think I, th- I sent the message to you guys in our chat. Um, I, I like when we get the new hashtags on Twitter, the Batman yeah. ones, and the Superman. So I'm, I'm looking forward to those. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the movie. I joke because it's just oh. fun to just goof around, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Oh, definitely. Some people definitely take it too seriously, our jokes, but um yeah. I'm I'm oh really for sure interested what in do you seeing think the next hashtag on? emoji is gonna be. I've, I've... Martha <laughs> RIP I'm Jimmy hoping, Olsen. I'm oh, hoping geez. it's I'm hoping it's Joker. Uh, can we get a Martian Manhunter emoji? That would be cool. That would be cool. They Green did it for Lantern. the first one. Remember, they did it for the first Justice League. They gave us all. Yeah. It was emo- even ones people characters that weren't in the film. I think we had a Green Lantern one. I think. <laughs> like I think we got. <laughs> but I he's on these designs, so apparently. I hope Green Lantern's in this in this movie because otherwise all those T-shirts look really dumb. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys. That obviously is the next big thing coming up in this space um like i mentioned before the series finale of wandavision was actually today we were recording on march 5th so it was today um we're not going to go into it unless you guys want to 
Um, it's up to you guys. Lauer hasn't watched it. Yeah, I did. He watched well, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, we don't have to talk about I, it. I, what, I didn't. Are we past the hour mark? I know we're. I know you're a stickler for that rule. I don't know. I'm not. If There's the no clock here. The conversation's good. I don't care. We can keep talking. Oh, okay. Well, let's start with episode one. <laughs> Open. I, I I dug the episode. Um, I thought it was a great ending. I just I was really surprised at how after I watched it, I was like, I don't like Wanda at all. Like I was like, you suck. You just kidnapped this whole town and you just do your walk of shame and fly away like no you've you've got to i don't know you've got to repent somehow you got to be punished for something like i can't believe the fbi just you know jimmy was like all right see you later wanda like that's it you know and then about uh, time you you be honest with your audience p and you just have a thing against redheads it's not true i love mira like (laughs) mira okay not yours the real character (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the real fake character mira i was, I was just really <laughs> surprised at how she just i was rooting for agnes i was really like yo put the beating down on this chick like this is ridiculous that she did this well, I'm, it was kinda, you know, spoilers people so if you're gonna if you haven't seen it yet after i post this i'm saying spoilers now give me five seconds and then you can <laughs> you can come back um but that was kind of the idea of of Agnes. Like that was kind of she okay. kind of was the one manipulating things. I don't know. I thought Wanda was Wanda did it. She walked in the house, she got all grief. Yes. She got all upset. She made this fake house. She made this fake bubble. And I don't know. Like I, I feel like she got away with with nothing. And, and you know, then the end you got the teasers and everything. I'm like, at least your suit looks cool, but I'm like, I don't know. Like you're not a hero in my eyes. I don't know if she but- is or not. I'm not a huge wanda reader uh you know i'm not a big x-men fan yeah she is so i'm kind of like i don't know like i kind of felt she needs to it's it's weird how like captain america was cast off as like this villain after like civil war but wanda's like no it's cool i'm out (laughs) well no i think she that was the whole season so why did it come to you now at the end like why was it because she just walked away scot-free she literally walked through the town everyone gave her a bunch of dirty looks and she served no repercussions that, that's it like <laughs> i think they're really? i think they're afraid of what she might do to them uh, well then <laughs> I, I i don't know i someone's got to do something you know like i feel bad i get it like i know it's talking to garrett about it and it's like i, I get it she suffered a loss and she lost vision but like even at one point, she's like, oh. oh, like, my fake kids are going away. And then she's like, no, okay, we're going to close the bubble again. And then they have, like, a second fight. And it's like, man, you fell in love with a robot. Give me a break. They <laughs> – well, she also – I mean, obviously, if you've watched the season, her brother comes back. Um, and she lost him too, right? So she's had a lot of loss – yeah in this but in, i just don't think that her excuses story, her actions so. no i mean i don't if they had done something with her if they like ended the show with them taking her into custody and stuff it would have been fine i would have not i would have totally understood it um but that's just me I... That's I, I still think the show's awesome like i thought the show was great like i don't dislike the show i thought the show was well made i thought it was great i thought the story it told was fine i just i was just really I just came out of it like the main character I just wasn't a fan of. Like out of it, I was like, wow, I, I just don't like you and your actions. I didn't, I get it. Uh, classic Lauer approach. I'm not going to argue with you on your thoughts, but <laughs> I didn't mind what she did. 
uh, I think because the second to last episode, we got such an explanation of where she was in her grief and, uh, you know, in her mourning for vision and Mm -hmm. that she still kind of understands what she can do. uh, The lengths she went to, to bring him back. That didn't, it just didn't bother me that the lengths that she went to with this, because it almost does seem a little relatable. And as uh, Rambo said at the end of the finale of like, if she could bring her mom back, she would. Yep. I think, I think that that's, that's a humanistic um, perspective of like, if you could bring somebody back from the dead and have them again, would you, I mean, unanimously, basically. Yes. Right. Uh, and so I think by that, in the, the lengths that a lot of us would go to for loved ones and such, it, it makes total sense that, you know, it's such a bonkers idea, but also, I mean, it's, it's unique. And I think this was a, a huge step by Marvel to not go a safe route. Yeah. You know, no, they, they did something different and it just instantly for me is in the front half of their, of their uh, Marvel universe stuff for me in ranking. I think I like, Oh yeah, no, this but is in just tier. whatever in anything it's, it's the top tier. And then as time goes along and I think about it, I'll be able to better say where it places like in front of this movie behind these movies, but it's, it's top tier because they took a big, they took a big chance in doing something different and it, it really did pay off. And some, some episodes were stronger than others, but as a whole, I just like applaud that we got something different. Creatively. I think it's brilliant. Like I love yeah. the show. It's it's in my top five MCU, like easily. It really is. Like it's it's really good. Yeah. Just everything. behind Far From Home. <laughs> and Captain Every, Marvel. Everything was just well done. So I'll say that. The entire series, everything was just really well done. Um, the acting, the directing, the, the writing. Yeah. It was. It was really, really, really a well done series. Sad that as of now, it's the only one we're getting. There's no season two coming. Which that's fine. I right. think, I think that's a good thing, though. I th- yeah. it's kind of like Watchmen, you know. I think it's right. better without something. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe WandaVision has a Wanda spinoff somehow. Maybe she doesn't well, get an appearance in a movie. Maybe she has another show. I, I don't need a further season where then we find out there was somebody that was manipulating Agatha, you know, and stuff like that. When it's like, no, it's effective now that it was her. Like, if they want to further her adventures on good. TV, I'm, I'm fine with that. Well, yeah, I know... 1600 Salem, hell yeah, bring it on. She runs into the Sanderson sisters, boom, hocus awesome. pocus sequel, boys. <laughs> Crossover, let's do this. What is wrong with you? They um <laughs> makes sense, Peter. Well, Kevin, Kevin Feige said, um, there's not a plan for it. And Shackman, I think that's his name, Matt Shackman is the one who um directed it and wrote it. Um, he said too, it was always planned to be one because obviously these characters will live on through the rest of their universe in films and whatever else they do. Yeah. But I will say that's my that was my favorite thing about the finale is it didn't go there, right? It stayed in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. It was a very good payoff to this show. And Marvel gets blamed a lot for always dipping, you know, in trying to bring things in and, you know, have other characters come in. It really didn't do that. It, it was its own thing, this entire episode. And I... I actually, I like that. It was funny though that I saw some of the reaction and people were not happy <laughs> with that. So as we know, people, not, you can never make anyone happy in this space, obviously. But um, 
that was the thing about the finale that I loved. Obviously, I'm not going to go too further in detail. I don't think we are. Guys, go watch it if you haven't seen it yet. Um, it was really good. Just It's just good TV. Yeah. You know? Yep. Good just stuff. Yeah. Good television. And we just got a little bit of information from our friend who's on with us right now. He sent me an article on in the behind the scenes. <laughs> so apparently, no, you, you idiot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> idiot. Apparently, uh, Superman and Lois has been impacted by COVID-19. So they are um, putting it on pause and Supergirl will de- premiere its sixth and final season on March 30th. So that was so that's why they did that. Yes, so that's where Superman and Lois will be going on. Well, that's fine for me because I'm a fan of the show Supergirl, unlike some people. (laughs) I I mean, that's either of us are. That stinks (laughs) because it says after its fifth episode airs, in which this first season I believe has 15 episodes. Yeah. So we're gonna get teased with five episodes and then go on a near two month break and then go for a background attempt. And right now it's got such momentum with it that it's. I mean, you can't. I mean. Should be thankful because we're even getting it. Um, hey, it's COVID nineteen. Everybody's lives were upended, so it's it's just kind of a bummer of like ah, it's just gonna be yeah, gonna be up and going. And it's it's just it's a COVID right. break. It's a bit of a bummer, but let's you know as long as everyone's happy and healthy, we'll be fine. Uh, let's make sure. No, we won't, Pete. No, we won't. Supergirl. <laughs> I'm very happy. I got no problems watching Supergirl. I got. You know, uh, two hours of flash into super something. Okay, fine. Uh, you know, it, it's cool. I'm good. Um, I, I'm excited for this the see uh, the final season of Supergirl. I can't I can't wait to see what they do with uh, Kara and her adventures. And I'm excited to see you know the real Martian Manhunter on TV. Uh, John Jones. Swanwick. So, you no. Know, so I'm not that upset. Uh, you know, it, it's a bit of a bummer, but they'll be back. It's not like the show's canceled. That's true. They're they're still on on schedule to finish it on may 18th the season so i don't know when we're getting i don't know how that's going to happen or started on may 18th i don't know but obviously it's going to finish the season and if if return i think it already got renewed for right didn't season it already two. get picked yes, up yeah yes, so season, there we go so we will have a season two so we just wanted to um, share that with everyone because it was breaking news from our field reporter ryan lauer giving us the breaking news Flower standard. Um, yes. <laughs> Odd super great at Lois. All right, guys. Anything you want to plug? Lauer, go ahead. I would love to plug my podcast, the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library that both of you boys have been on uh, multiple times. And uh, we recently did a crossover, uh, the three of us, episode number 45, which was talking about the wrapping up the Batman titles of Future State. So if you haven't checked that out, check it out now follow me on twitter and instagram at the batman bc you can follow me personally on twitter at lauer underscore ryan lauer spelled like lower thank you pete for the assist uh also go to batmanonfilm.com i've got a bunch of reviews and other articles up there and interview with mr lee bermejo artist extraordinaire also also have a review on the greatest thing to hit store shelves last year the 1989 batwing desk lamp that's up there. Um, there's a bunch of articles that Bill allows me to write and post on Batman on film. So go there too. All right. Thank you, sir. Pete. You can follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite Vero at Pete illustrated. You could follow our Twitter handles for straight out of Gotham straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, please check out my reviews on Batman and film.com for 
Man Bat, Dark Detective, Detective Comics, uh, even the uh, animated film Superman, that the death of Superman, Batman Ninja, all kinds of stuff. I got interviews with Michael Uslin on Batman on Film YouTube, as well as toy reviews for Mattel, Mayfax, and McFarlane action figures. And uh, please follow our Facebook page, Straight Out of Gotham. Please join our Facebook group, Straight Out of Gotham, where you can keep up to all this great, uh, just fun little capes and types discourse. Thank you, Pete. Pete covered most of the Straight Out of Gotham stuff, so I'll just tell you guys you can follow me personally on Twitter at finally33. That's from spell finale33. Same thing on Instagram. Um, we are we're working on a couple of things in the future. We will be working on another episode of the Iceberg Lounge coming up probably after um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. We'll probably do some Iceberg Lounge stuff with that. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> we might be doing... Uh, cooking show on bof we're working out uh, that film. we're working out the parameters of that so uh we'll be appearing a bunch of places i'll be appearing a bunch of places coming up in the future so look out for that stuff so anything else guys no i think that covers everything all right both. ryan thanks again for coming on it's always a pleasure for ryan lauer peter vera i'm eric holzman this is straight out of gotham and we will see you next time booyah <laughs>